Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with the Beatitudes that Jesus spoke to the people in His Sermon on the Mount. It's one verse, one sentence. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Pretty simple. But rather than glaze over it, there are things here that we as Christians need to understand. What exactly is mercy? What does it mean to be merciful? What does it mean to receive God's mercy? Now, this is the fifth beatitude, and as Pastor Jim will explain, the first four were attitudes between the individual and God. But beginning with this fifth one, Jesus begins to describe attitudes that God's people have toward other people. Are you merciful in the way that Jesus describes? Here's today's slice of the sermon entitled, Conduits of Mercy. These are not the things that you do in order to solve your sin problem that alienates you from God. These blessings, these beatitudes are about cultivating the kinds of things that God blesses and that He rewards. Now, in, in all the beatitudes, it's safe to say faith is presupposed. Jesus is, is speaking to people who were professing to be looking for the king. He said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, because he was the king. He was offering the, the kingdom uh, to them. And so he, he's not talking about what to do in order to get saved. He's saying, this is what the citizens of my kingdom look like. He's talking about the kind of mercy, when we deal with our parable this morning, that springs from a personal experience with the unequaled mercy of God. It's like it described in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, and then down to verses 4 and 5. Look at this. Here's a description of your testimony. Here's where it started. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins. You were born conceived in iniquity, as David writes it in Psalm 51. You were born dead in your trespasses and sins. Skip down to verse 1. You were dead, but God, being what? Rich in mercy because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ, for by grace you have been saved. This is explaining our merciful God and how He changes people into people of mercy. Now, we're going to stick with the same outline. It's not broken, so we're not going to fix it yet. We're going to use the same outline, I presume, all the way through the Beatitudes. Number one, who is blessed? And number two, what does the blessing include? Well, it's not really hard to figure this out. Who is blessed? Verse 7, Matthew 5, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Merciful ones are blessed. What does it mean to be merciful? Well, the word that's translated that way means to show mercy to, to, to care for the afflicted. 
to give help to the helpless one or even the wretched one or to rescue the miserable. You see, compassion is a, 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 a very close relative of mercy. Um, you, you have compassion and then you show it by your actions toward people who are needy. Mercy is a desperately needed gift of all sinners because what? You're dead. Your only hope is God's merciful. In His mercy, He sent His Son, He extends His grace, and that changes people into the ones who extend mercy to others. I've always summarized it this way, looking at the companion doctrine of forgiveness. I said long ago, and I've stuck with it, it's a good way to summarize a doctrinal point, forgiven people become forgiving people. Well, people who have received mercy become merciful people. People who truly understand God's mercy become, and here's our sermon title, conduits of mercy to others. Every person needs mercy. Now, let me make another little uh, distinction for you. When we talk about mercy, showing mercy means you don't punish what could be punished. To receive mercy is to not receive the punishment or the suffering that you deserve. On the other hand, grace is receiving the good things that you don't deserve. They go hand in hand. Forgiveness just wraps its arms around both of those, and it's very closely related. And by the way, when Jesus said this in this beatitude, it wasn't an unknown concept. You've heard of the rabbi Gamaliel mentioned in the book of Acts, first century Jewish rabbi, fairly well-known guy. Um, One of his statements is quoted in the Talmud, that massive collection of Jewish rabbinical teachings from before, during, and after the, uh, the, the life of Christ. He said this, whenever you have mercy, God will have mercy on you. Now, there is a bit of a problem with that in that he is saying it the way the Pharisees meant it in a works righteousness sort of way. If you want to achieve God's mercy, if you want to receive God's mercy, you have to give it first. And he says, and if you have not mercy, neither will God have mercy on you. But understand, the concept was there, receiving mercy and passing on mercy. When God is involved, there will be mercy heaped upon mercy, the mercy that is received by the ones who are blessed with receiving mercy, that comes from God. Now, we're going to circle into very similar, very similar territory again in the next chapter. I was thinking this may pop into some people's minds, so I thought I would uh, bring it up today and just to whet your appetite for it. Of course, we'll say a whole lot more about it when we get to the next chapter. But chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, same sermon, same Jesus, same day, same general context. He said, For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. Mercy and forgiveness are very closely related. 
They aren't exactly the same thing, but understand here, he's talking about not how to achieve mercy, how to achieve forgiveness, but how to demonstrate that you have received mercy, how to demonstrate that you are forgiven. And we'll come back to that a lot and talk a lot more about it when we get to chapter 6. The kind of person who shows mercy is the kind of person who receives all the more mercy from God. Now, this is a spiritual principle of the kingdom of heaven. Do you understand this does not work in the realm of human to human in general? If you turn this into a platitude applied among people, you realize this beatitude just doesn't work. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, if, if you reject what we call biblical anthropology, the Bible's definition of man, if you reject that and you don't believe that we are dead in our trespasses and sins and there's none that uh, seeks after God, there's none righteous, not even one, if you don't believe that, if you buy into the idea that, well, every person is basically good, then you would be tempted to go the way of what the world says. Someone um, found this quote, and I am shamelessly borrowing it without knowing the source. This is the great truth of life. If people see us care, they will care. Now, is there an element of truth in that? Yes. People say, you know, they don't... They don't uh, uh, they don't, they don't care how much we love until they see how much we care. Um, there, there's an element of truth in that. But if you believe that everybody's basically, all they need is just to see a good example of showing mercy, they will all show mercy. And so, how practical is that today? People say, well, you know, we'd, we'd be better off to get rid of the police and send out social workers instead. Now, that was tried way back, oh, I don't know, last month in Seattle. How did it go? Well, you know, first day or two wasn't terrible, but you know, then they kind of wanted the trash picked up. And, and, and how did that work when somebody got killed when there's a murderer loose in the group, you know, people kind of wanted the police. Okay? You, you can't function that way purely on the human level. It doesn't work. But in the kingdom of God, oh, yes. And we need to be, in this world, ambassadors of that kingdom. But neither Scripture nor our experience validates that that works on a purely human level. God works that way, but the world doesn't. Whoever showed more mercy than Jesus? Nobody. Nobody even came close. He, he, he healed countless thousands. He delivered people from, from demons. He, he, he spoke truth. He offered the gospel. He offered the, he offered the kingdom. He, he, he ultimately laid down his life. And what happened to him? Well, the more mercy he showed, the more he exposed the unmerciful hearts of men and women. 
The more he showed mercy, the more they got together and they determined that they would kill him. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.